Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Mae Peluso. This is a special Swapcast with my co-host of the Deuce Podcast, a Patreon exclusive, Mike Tully. That podcast is available on patreon.com forward slash the Deuce Podcast. But we are making that podcast available everywhere you listen to yours. So look for that in the next coming weeks. And for now, if you guys want to watch the video to this podcast, it will be available on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Jesse Mae Peluso. And I will ask you if you have time and it's not a big hassle to go and leave us a rate and review on Apple iTunes. Let us know how you enjoy the podcast, what you look forward to the most, and what you would like to hear more from and who from I can interview to um, bring you guys some entertaining content. So if you guys want to send me some ideas of who you'd like to see or hear me interview, go to comedy at gmail.com and tell me what topics you'd like me to cover and who you'd like me to interview. Coming up on the podcast, we have Dr. Daniel Amon of Amon Clinic. We also have Kaylee Means Part 2, breaking down the business of illness and getting into our healthcare system. And we also have the UCLA professor of psychedelic therapy who's going to be on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to that. And hopefully I can get a little bit of psychedelic therapy. We all could use that. Well, not all of us. Some of us are not built for that. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. It is a swap cast with my dear friend, co-host of The Deuce, Mr. Mike Tully. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Mays. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully, you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. I do have a butthole candle. Oh. I'm all man when it comes to the crust. Yeah. SpaghettiOs is a soup. Wow. I'm a man of many earth tones. Oh. I think Cheerios are still Ooh, hot. Cheerios. Cheerios are hot, babe. Ooh. It's like an avocado. It's raw. 
the, the deuce. deuce. Welcome. I just noticed how much more fun your necklace is. You have ducks on yours. I told you I needed the manly one. I got Sergeant Duck. Major Mallard. I got... You got a great one. Correlation. Correlation? Oh, you're not wearing the Cleopatra one. Oh, there's a Cleopatra one. So here's the deal. So for those of you who can't... Here's the deal. Those of you who can't Tully see showed us, his tits last Tuesday. It's, it's a deal. Uh, it's not often that I'm going to say you really gain a whole lot from watching us talk. I'm such a purist when it comes to this. I still... I will never understand the appeal of watching people have conversations. When people you can just, like it. I know they do. I can both accept and not understand things. There's lots of things that I accept that I don't really understand. I'm caught in this necklace. Yeah. Welcome to Mardi Gras world. <laughs> it's wild here. So it's not often that I would strongly advocate for people to bump up their subs so that they can see us, but we are blinged the fuck out today. We are blinged TF out. It is. Many people may not realize if you are listening to this on the day that it is posted, happy Mardi Gras. Happy freaking Mardi Gras, everybody. Yeah. So I went and I got Steph. Tully brought his kids to Mardi Gras. I brought my children. Yep. I feel like that's not a par good parenting move. Common misconception. And one that I shared until I did not... I did, one more thing that I accepted, although I did not actually believe it until I saw it with my own eyes. Mardi Gras is actually maybe the most family-friendly holiday on earth. Mardi Gras? Mardi Gras. Now, there's a whole other thing. Like, for example, Mardi Gras during the day. No, we, we got most of this stuff at night. It's just a different thing. It's like uh, Halloween is simultaneously. What, what would you say? Halloween is the number two kid holiday if you don't count their birthdays? Christmas, then Halloween? I'd say so. Right. And yet we've also talked about how it is uh, the sluttiest of all. Oh, for sure. Oh, the right? horriest of holidays. Right. And s nobody has any trouble reconciling those two things. Did you know Mardi Gras is a Christian holiday? Of course. What do you want to know? What do you want to know about the history of? Do you, do you know what? Do, before you tell me about Mardi Gras, do you know what the words literally mean? Fat Tuesday. Okay, and do you know why it is Fat Tuesday? Because tomorrow's well, mm. essentially Ash yeah. Wednesday. Right, and what's Ash Wednesday? That's a, when you go and they put ashes on your forehead. Did you ash as a child? We did, but you know it was you were an off ash of family? our Aunt Carol's cigarette. Come on. We were an Ash family. Yeah. Only until I was about eight, though. You stopped ashing. Yeah, we stopped ashing. I started to get into our fr fruity pebbles. It must have been. I, I bet you. Well, I know to this day. My parents are cool enough to not make a big deal out of me not practicing, but it definitely matters to them. Um, and I like if I to the extent that if I were to FaceTime with them on Ash Wednesday, they would be silently like, oh really wish he had some ashes on his face really oh yeah no doubt they would they would be ashed up yeah they'd be disappointed that there weren't ashes on your forehead yeah but i will say they they, they believe very strongly they were raised in the church and they've never for a second of their lives been like are we sure about any of this not not one little bit and they raised me in it i never felt like it was forced on me and i never felt like there was fire and brimstone i never felt like there was like jesus is watching you masturbate which by the way only would have made it sweeter but <laughs> yikes but there's definitely like an i know they won't bring it up but i i have not as of yet um baptized either of my children and Whoa. i know and i know that my dad is not going to make a big deal out of it 
but I know that it would be a big deal to him if I, if, and when I finally did it. What about those river baptisms they do for adults when then after you get out of the river, you're in a cult? You know those ones where you go in, you've got the white cloak, and there's yeah. a guy, and then you I go I think that cult deep. is the, Christ, is the, 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 the Christian church. Because there's only like Pretty one... sure it feels a little creepier than just the Christian church. Like, we're taking a dunk in a river, and there's some woman speaking dead tongue. Yeah, I know, but it's still ultimately somebody's holding up the same Bible that they have at the Catholic church in the center of any, any suburban town in America. Doesn't it feel slightly like pagan to you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's feels no like, it feels like a real stretch. Yeah. Feels like when you are, you know, you're on a path and then you take a dirt road. That's what the river baptism feels like. I me. Mean, it feels like a real deviated dirt road in the religious pathway. See, but I, 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 in theory, I actually respect the people who take it seriously. Cause to me, I believe religion ought to be a go big or go home thing. In practice, the people who go big are insane. But if they weren't. Like, I like the idea of if you're really going to, you're really going to, that's why I like, if I was going to, if I all of a sudden had a revelation, which by the way, I would probably a pretty good candidate for, because some people do at a certain point in their lives, they stray from the church. And then, then one day they're like, oh my God, what, I, it all makes sense now. Why, why mm -hmm. have I, and my parents are still with us. It would be a fairly cliche thing. Not that this happens very, very commonly. It's less common than it used to be. But if at some point my parents were gone. And I like woke up one morning and felt that I was in some sort of spiritual wilderness, that I was untethered to anything larger than myself. I would be a candidate for going back to the church later in life. I don't expect that to happen, but I could see how I, I could potentially be on a choose-your-own-adventure. That could be a path. If I ever decide to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'm going to see if the black church will have me. If they'll have you. Yeah. It's the only church I'm interested in joining. Because they because they mean it. It's a fun church, and they throw down. The songs are a million times better. The music, the so singers much better. are a million times better. There's and sweat. I'm pretty sure the food afterwards way better. The whole thing is better. It's just better. It's it's a, in it's more of a celebration, and the yeah. energy is more up. Right, exactly. The white this church is, this is, is awesome. so it's such a drag, and yeah. and when people are reading and singing the psalms from the Bible, it's so depressing. Mm -hmm. It's like na 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 na. Everything sounds like you're being dragged into the earth. And at yeah. black church, everything is like there's a clap involved yeah, and right, there's right, symbols. Right. Like, mm -hmm. Already, there's musicality. There's yeah. no musicality to white church. Well, there is a musicality, but it's like the mu. It's like the 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 music equivalent of a hostage video. Yeah. Yes, it is. Where people have to read the stuff that are like I. America was always the biggest devil ever, and Kim Jong-un is the great liberator of the people. Yeah, that's, that's exactly like, what it sounds and like. he will raise you up on eagle's wings. <laughs> and why Why do they... The thing about the black church is they appoint people who can actually sing. Yep. And I'm not a firm believer in the statement, all black people can dance, and no, all white people can do this. I, I think you have soul, and that's that. John Travolta. And? Can dance. Roy Orbison and I bet you Neil deGrasse Tyson can't probably a true statement yeah but I would love to see a dance off between John Travolta and Neil deGrasse Tyson he might surprise us he might but it's a great point right. it's 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 more about the soul not about the color but having yeah. that set having said that mm -hmm. the black church is right. just so much more fun I experienced it multiple times as a kid but one did you worship at black churches as a child no i just would wander in and really the music would would draw me no i've i went for a couple different reasons mm -hmm. one being this kid passed away in our school and the funeral was at a black church and 
it was a party. It was a freaking celebration. Right. People were passing out. That's the, the, thing about that's the, the problem church, with Catholic churches is that they don't celebrate the premature deaths of children. Well, because they're too busy molesting the ones that are still oh, alive. That's, so they that's have a, a hard time. That applies to at most one in 20 priests. It's a pretty high number. It's a gigantic number. It's a really gigantic <laughs> number. I know. I know. And we thought, we thought Sinead O'Connor, Sinead O'Connor said, was crazy. I think they said that something like four or 5% of priests have been accused. And obviously not all the ones who've been accused are guilty. But then again, there's definitely guilty ones that were never accused. One in 20 is a fucking horrible batting average. You can't sing and you're touching kids? Like, step up your religion. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. They have, in black churches, they have um, women who fan because people, you know, they catch a spirit, they catch a Holy Ghost, and they pass out. Mm -hmm. It's very common in a black church Mm -hmm. during their services. So there are women on the edges of the the aisles and the pews that are specifically there to fan away the energy that is accumulated from feeling the Holy Ghost. No church is perfect. I know. Should we take, is it? Is no, it I, distracting? I, it's distracting. It's ambiance. I'm sorry. It's Mardi Gras. I assume everybody listening to this is also covered in beads. <laughs> For different reasons. So you got Cleopatra on you. I've There's... got Cleopatra who was supposedly, you know, the makeup OG. She invented. I mean, invented the strong word. She's right. The, the origin of makeup is linked to her. Right. But who, where'd she and get And then it Conan from? O'Brien perfected it. Conan O'Brien sure did. He wears a lot of makeup. He does. Well, because his skin is transparent, so he has to paint skin on. It's not even like cover-up. It's like skin. Right. Because you see his blue veins. It just looks like a Google map. He just has like, (laughs) like picture a Band-Aid. It's in the shape of a face with eye and mouth holes. He just needs to perfectly apply that. He's he's, He's got the tiny little pores all over if you're close to him. (laughs) No pores. There's not a single pore on Conan O'Brien. And if you look at the color spectrum, like a palette of skin tone for like a makeup company, he's he's not even the first fair skin. He's before that. He's off the chart. Mm -hmm. He's like before the fairest of them all. That's how fair his skin is. We were going to talk about something. Yeah, how much your kids and dog love me oh. more than you. I walked in the house. I got greeted in pizza. Are you saying that the my dog and my children like you more than they more than I like you, or no. are you saying that you, my children and dog like you more than they like me? Yes, the latter. It's obvious. It's strong. There's it's, a novelty I factor. It. I come through that door pretty frequently. Well, you should work on staying away. Maybe there is something to be in a limited father. Boy, I'm going to be a limited father come June. What happened? Oh, because they're gone. They're gone for three weeks. That's right. Will I go mad? You might go mad. Will I realize that these three have been, three and a half have been holding me back the whole time? You will. And we're, we're in discussion of figuring out a tour. Yeah. So there might be something there where you can at least feel like you're a human being. Right. The other thing to that you said... To get me out of the house tour, Yeah, you don't even want to go on because of our podcast. You just want to go on tour because your family's going to be gone. They give me a reason to shower 2023. <laughs> you also said that parenting provides you with zero self-care days, which hurt my soul. How often would you say that you... Uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to have a whole day. How how how? What percentage of your time would you say is devoted to rest, recuperation, rejuvenation... Vagina steaming, meditating. I would say thirty percent of my entire <sighs> life. Fuck, fuck. And I come low. down here. I come down here and I play those drums for like fifteen minutes. What that's I want to play those. What I get? Yeah, they're fucking awesome. You should. 
I want to play. What does it sound like in your head? Because they're electric, right? Yeah. Do you have a Joe Rogan kettlebell down there? Uh, I su- yeah, I suppose that's what that would be. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's funny. Well, Joe Rogan, co-founder of On It, yeah, which Jason Ellis has a long-standing. Oh, got yeah, it, yeah, got yeah. it. So those were. There's three other on it kind of kettlebells over there. Oh. We would move from a studio to another studio and it would be like who not to say that Jason doesn't threw all of them away far from it. He kept he probably has a dozen at his house, but there was still so many. Aubrey Marcus would come in and bring something new and it would just end up on the floor. So I'd be like, "Oh, I could probably get into kettlebells." Aubrey Marcus is an interesting person from what I know. He's an interesting cat, for sure. He's like polyamorous, right? Uh, yeah uh yeah yes i love the term just doesn't want to commit to a woman but no judgment but judgment wait you love that say that again i said he doesn't want to commit to a woman Mm -hmm. i said no judgment but judgment i was like oh he doesn't want to commit to a woman you think it's inherently a character flaw for a man to not be to not because there's two kinds of monogamous people right there's I think there are some people who are genuinely not interested in other partners. And then I think there's some people who just realize like, uh, you know, I'm an accountant and every April I'm like, man, I'm really sick of crunching numbers, but all in all, I like the job and it makes sense for me and I make a good living and I have a lot of security, you know, it's not, which is to say it's not without its drawbacks, but I add it up and decide it's a good deal for me. Yeah. You think a man who either isn't naturally monogamous, which I, I, we don't have any control over this. I think some, peop- some people are naturally very monogamous. And then I think some people, I'm not saying it happens often, but I think it does happen. They meet that one person that they're just like, I never really, I never really had eyes for anyone else ever again after that person. Yeah, there's right? something to that. But I think, you know, we don't judge people who are bisexual. We don't judge people who feel the need to transition physically to make their body align with the gender that they feel they are on the inside. Why should we consider it a character flaw for a man or a woman to naturally feel like I will be happiest having two partners or five partners or one main partner and millions of side ones? Is that an inherently... Is that a character flaw in a man? Because that's the way you said it. No, I don't think it's character flaw at all. I think mm-hmm. it's biologically very difficult for a man must be to want to have one woman just from the... You can't relate, s- can you? ...standpoint. Uh, yeah, I can, I think, in the sense that I have a certain... Like an appetite, not like a sexual appetite, just an appetite for connection that requires a, an elevated and sophisticated human being to be compatible with so because of that uh it takes a lot for me to want to even to focus on one person or any person i can relate to it in that sense i don't think i think men have it more difficult makes more sense for men to be not as aligned with monogamy as women just from the standpoint of our anatomy and our physiology like you know just from a reproductive standpoint we can only have one baby at a time. You guys could ideally impregnate an entire village. Ideally, I would, yeah. <laughs> so I ideally, get it. I often go through my days saying in a perfect world, I would create half a dozen babies today. I get it. And I disagree. I think we should judge. I think judgment is okay. I think judgment is healthy. I think we're so afraid of judgment and that it's a bad thing. I think judgment creates debate. 
I think judgment without flexibility mm-hmm. of having your mind changed is the is the dangerous place. But I can understand men having an issue with monogamy. I also think this conversation of monogamy monogamy is has been put through so many different filters that it's become something different. And now it's sort of being referred to as a construct rather than an aspect of humankind. It's sort of been described in, in conversation as something that we created through our modern civilization, which I don't necessarily agree. I don't think that that's really what it is. I don't think that monogamy is something that we have created. I think it's something that exists within nature. There are some creatures that are monogamous that right. aren't humans. Right. But what's so a chimpanzee they... got to do with me? So much. Like 98%. <laughs> yeah, but like bananas too. <laughs> yeah, right. Like like on a DNA level, we're like identical to every other living thing. Uh, yeah, but when you think about certain aspects, mm-hmm. you know, like obviously yeah. it's different. We're not similar to ants, but we are of the animal kingdom, both of us humans and ants but i just think monogamy has been bastardized in society mm-hmm. to allow uh, uh, this is just a aspect of it to allow there to be an acceptance of a lack of commitment yeah i i don't know i wonder how much you know main street has really evolved in that regard what do you mean like just because the conversation among people who, um, I don't know, like the content class, you know, be they comics, um, podcasters, YouTubers, Instagram people, TikTok influencers, like just because it's way more common to hear those sorts of people talking mm. about uh, normalizing polyamory in the last five to 10 years. I don't know that that is like when I, I still feel very much in touch with like actual human beings, you know, like I have a big family and I go back pretty frequently and I know you have the Mm -hmm. same connection and like everybody's dead, but we used to, but when you go back to Syracuse, do you feel like all of a sudden, like a number of people that you went to high school with are in polyamorous relationships who weren't five years ago? Right. Well, I don't think, right. So just because everybody who, who blabs about their lives for a living or an attempt at making a living has evolved rapidly on that doesn't mean that America has. I don't think America has at all. No, and I don't think there really is. I think polyamory can only exist in a, a, a society tucked away in the woods like some M. Night Shyamalan movie. Well said. Do you know that movie? Uh, is that The Village? Yeah. No, I never saw The Village. And even then, it's like she gets out and she's in the highway and it's like Rochester. Sorry, spoiler alert. Anyways, Whoa. I, I think the only way to really make polyamory exist is it has to be incubated because Any modern society really isn't built that way. What? Any other movies you want to spoil? I mean, is anyone really going to watch that and it's going to be spoiled? Were you going to watch that tonight? The Village? I get, first, I got to get through. Uh, I want to watch The Happening again. That was just a fart cloud. <laughs> <laughs> That was terrific. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan has broken my heart so I love many how times. you say his name. How do you say it? Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> You're it? so close. And I think if he had it to do all over again, he might adopt your pronunciation. <laughs> I also... It's Shyamalan. Shyamalan? No, it's not Shyamalan. Shyamalan-a-ding-dong. 
No, it's not M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Shyamalan? M. Night Shyamalan. No, that's not what it looks like. Shyamalan. Shamwow? Play it. Shamu. Play what? Shame on you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm truly. Wait, M. Night. I'm going to read it out loud. Shyamalan. 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 Shimon M. Night Shyamalan. 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 Like, no. This was complicated. This was challenging. Shia, Shia, um, M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. This was challenging for America in. Don't, don't, ta- don't add a time frame. 1997. I've been calling him Shyamalan. Sh- and now I don't even know what I've been saying. I know. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. No. Am I mixing? I'm. I see the L should be where the M. Okay. Shyamalan. 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 Is that right? See, I'm valuable to you because you have people. No, you're not. You have people in your life <laughs> who have let you look like a fool saying this for the better part oh. of two decades. Oh. And I'm the only person. Shyamalan. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Just. Find a video. Shyamalan. But thank you. Is it right? Shyamalan? Yes. M. Night Shyamalan. Ding, 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 ding. Shyamalan. 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 M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, you had it. It's gone. <laughs> it's all gone. Well, the point is, um, I went and saw uh, Knock at the Cabin. Oh, that's the new one. It's actually Would you not bad. Save, he has his moments. Would you save, sacrifice your family to save humankind? Like, yeah. Only if there was proof. Well, yeah. But I mean, but a news, not the way it was proven in the movie, no. I'd be like, okay. Can you go ahead and spoil this? No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to, because people should see it. All right. My friend's in it. Oh, yeah? Dave Bautista. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's very big to play a normal person. He's huge, and it's really fun. The opening scene is they do a great job at juxtapositioning him against this little girl. Mm-hmm. The way they... The way they... What? They do what? The way they juxtapose... <laughs> <laughs> Juxtapose <them>. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were like one for two, and I was like, I have a feeling... I have a feeling you're 30, you're 30% at best on this word. <laughs> juxtapose is because the m night shyamalan <laughs> fucked me up yeah you just set me up mm-hmm. you set me up this is your fault you did this juxtapose i know the fucking word yeah because of the 20 minutes of m night shyamalan mm. which i we had just it. nailed it no you didn't i didn't no. fuck <laughs> that's not it there's like two, Shit. two children Can well you... i mean fix your house <laughs> what just fix your put send them is there it's someone so... watching them up there no no there's oh. nobody watching them they're feral they need to learn how to. What age, at what age would you have been left home alone by yourself? I was left alone by. I want to say twelve. Yeah. Does that sound about right? I think I, I think we're like we're knocking on the door. I was eight actually. I was home alone once. Oh, for real? Yeah, I was homesick. And just nobody, just nobody could do anything. I think my I called my mom at the school. It's the only time I really ever fainted, and I told her I didn't feel well, and I fainted on the phone. Oh, and then she had to come home. But I think I feel like Wait, I you was just, older. You she was speaking to you, and then all of a sudden you just weren't there anymore. Yeah, I was. She was like, "Jesse May, Jesse May, talk to me." Why is this gone with the wind? 
I just assume that's how. Why are all your references from like the early <laughs> 1900s? <laughs> Van Kemp family. What was it? Vanderkemp? Yes. Right? The Vanderkemp fish billionaires. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, fa- the family that Gone with the Wind was based on. Uh, I don't know who it's based on. See, this is, you get cocky when you don't Gloria know. Vanderkamp. And then I say, I say something. <laughs> you're like, what? And then I say it and you're like, oh. Okay, wait. What is the movie Gone with the Wind? Mm-hmm. Chat just up the street. Wind. Was it? No. Based on? All kinds of things were shot in glamorous Culver City, California. There's a family. Mm. And when you say their name, I'm going to recognize it. Vander. It, there, it, Vanderbeek. Vander. <laughs> Vanderbilt? No. Vanderpump. What reality show have you watched like religiously? I, I ever. well recently ever or yeah, love or, after lockup. Oh my god, it's so good. What is that? Love after. I mean, lockup. I get the basic idea. These people are they fall in love when they're in jail. They fall in love when they're in jail. Okay, and then they get married after jail. Yeah. Let me ask my sister. And what's that family that the movie Gone with the Wind is based on in Vermont? So. Love After Lockup is one of the most amazing TV shows I've ever seen. Is it like gender-wise? Is it typically a man who's been in jail or a How dare you? Or I a don't see gender. You see gender? <laughs> You're going to raise kids? Yikes. How's that going to work out for them? You see gender, So when you bro? watch the show, you don't, you don't distinguish between No, I them. just see blurs. <laughs> <laughs> I just go out in the world and I just see blurs. See that that that's gonna, that should be what it is. You don't see color. You don't see this. You don't see that. We just see blurs. It's almost like that. Remember that Black Mirror episode when you can mute somebody? Oh yeah, right. That's what we all should be seeing. But then, wouldn't that but isn't that isn't that what we are seeing? No. That was very much my experience in New York, and it, it took me a second. Oh, here it comes. You're talking about the Von Traps. Yeah, that's the Von Traps. And there's a really cool whole area that they own up here. In fact, I want to go there soon. So yeah, cool. My sister's up in Vermont right now, and she's like the queen of Wait, Vermont. Wait, they're they're Van, the Ver, they're the Gone with the Wind. I thought the Van the Von Traps were the Sound of Music. Oh, that's that's that other movie. The Hills Are I'm Alive. Right, right. It's Sound of Music. So, yeah, Is that, the, the Hills Are Alive with Sound of music. Gone yep. with the Wind. Yep. What's Gone with the Wind? <laughs> you brought it up. Have you guys checked your pits lately? I check mine from time to time because the lady has to always stay fresh. And I'm very picky about what I put in my pits because you never know. There's a lot of chemicals and chemicals like to swim around in your body and cause problems. And I don't like problems. I have enough problems. So the last thing I want is my deodorant causing issues. That's why I like Native. Native is known for their aluminum-free deodorant and they keep their ingredients list bare naked with ingredients you can understand like coconut oil and shea butter and baking soda. I mean, that sounds like we're making something we can eat. Deodorant checks a lot of boxes. They have 72-hour odor protection. What are you doing for that amount of time that you need so much protection? I don't know, but maybe you have a very busy life and you can't get to a shower and you live in the woods. Naturally derived ingredients in a smooth, residue-free application. 
I love a residue free application. I don't want there to be evidence of me doing anything in my life. So if I'm putting on deodorant, I don't want there to be evidence. And Native also provides a variety of scents with new and limited edition scents being released all the time. So many options to make your pit smell delicious. And when you guys use Native, you'll smell amazing all day long thanks to their last lo- last <laughs> longing scents. You'll be longing for their scents. <laughs> If you guys want to smell spicy and woodsy, sweet or clean and fresh, it's up to you. You just go to their website and you have so many scents to choose from. And now's the time to make the switch from an antiperspirant to native. And when you visit their site, you can discover all their fresh scents and maybe even try out one of their body washes while you're at it. Right now, go to nativedeo.com slash sharp. Remember, I was wondering what the deal was for last time. It's the first three letters of deodorant. I'm not the smartest. NativeDo.com slash sharp. That's S-H-A-R-P. And use promo code SHARP at checkout. And you guys can get a sweet 20% off your first order. That's 20% off your entire order at NativeDeo.com slash sharp. S-H-A-R-P. Or you can just use the promo code SHARP at checkout. <laughs> Gone with the Wind is... Same era, right? I don't know about... No, 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 no. 1939. Okay, well, I don't know either of these movies, and yet I know sound. more about them than you do. So The, oh, sound, of, the sound of Music <laughs> is... I know this. is set, is set in Nazi Germany. And you know what state is not in Nazi Germany? Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a Nazi plot. Von Tromps. Julie Andrews. Yeah. Based the in... The hills are alive with... In, somewhere in 1965 the Alps. 1965 in the Alps. Yeah, right. That's not Nazi Germany wasn't in 1965. I think that's when it was made, bro. I was know it based on Nazi I Germany? I know there's Nazis. I've never even seen it, and I know that there's Nazis. I think you and your daughter would really love this movie. You should You should watch it with Nazis? your kids. You, you don't know this movie. <laughs> How are you going to... You're you rude. Can't, you have it mixed up with Gone with the Wind. <laughs> because it Gone was... with the Wind is set in... In Civil War South, which yeah. is also, I was wondering why your sister is currently visiting the site of the Gone with the Wind family <laughs> in Vermont. It's a Von Trapp. I would love to know where your sister is and oh, what Gone she's with doing. Gone with the Wind is Clark Gable. Yeah, and Vivian Lee. Wow. It's a very and, sexy cover. Tell me that doesn't look like a cover of like a, one of those novels your mom would read alone in her bedroom. A bodice ripper. Yeah, well, they probably were in large part inspired by that. That was more like the, one of the most successful movies ever made. What are those? Mo- what are those books called? Um, right, uh, romance novels. Romance novels. My mom had a couple of those. Danielle Steele is what my mom always used to read. Yeah, it was always like the the master of thighs, or Danielle <laughs> <laughs> Steele. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look up some titles because she, the the coffee yeah. table was filled with yeah. these books let's make up the story for the okay you, you i'll give you the, the you title the title and i'll make up the story because my mom didn't wasn't like heavily into those but she had she read a lot of celebrity memoirs but she had like three of them okay at a certain go. point you get desperate enough that you just go through and start looking for the good parts okay here we go this is a good one to start with mm-hmm. now this one's from 2022 okay got it the first couple are too hard so they're just single words and i'm gonna pass right by them the yeah. fourth one's if title of a family like a family name that's boring here's the first one that has like a name high stakes what's the storyline between about high stakes um he's an erotic butcher (laughs) 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 at a a casino no what about oh you mean s-t-a-k-e-s oh (laughs) 
Can I tell you one time I went to a butcher and it was this guy who was supposed to be uh, the, the best butcher in LA. That was really funny. That was so stupid. Okay. Thank you. You're on to something else already. We, we're still going to do a couple more no, of these I know, titles. I know. No, I know. Uh, it was, oh, I boy. don't know why the place is called Harvey's Gus Meat. Yeah. Gus Meat? I don't know what kind of meat Gus Meat is supposed to be, but it was Harvey's. It wasn't Harvey Gus's meat or Harvey and Gus's meat. It was Harvey's Gus meat, but they're supposed to be the best, but the guy kind of knew he was the best. So he didn't have to like play, play the game of, play the game of customer service Mm. because it was mainly wholesale. He sold to the the best restaurants in LA, but you could go to his little plant and, and he would sell you stuff and not a pleasant man at all. I walked in one time. I'd or, you'd order ahead of time, and he'd chop it up, and he'd give it to you when you got there. And I went, and I opened the door, and he was in the middle of butchering something, and meat came flying at me and, and, la- and landed life. on me. And he Ew. said, I feel like I told you, see, and he just went, that's pork. And then we just carried on with our transaction. Did you walk out with meat, uh, pork on your No, shoulder? I pulled a little piece of pork off of me and found a garbage and tossed it. And he just Ew. was like, it's what you get when you come in the Thunderdome. And so, now I'm picturing him. As an erotic butcher? Making, making <laughs> love to a, side of, to a side of beef and wishing it was Vivian. <laughs> you, you ready for another yeah, one? Yeah, very. Okay, this one's similar. Okay. So that was high stakes. You get, let me get my thinking stick. Hi, the high notes. Also from 2022. Why, why are they all high? That's that's why I wanted to give you this one to throw you off a little bit. Oh my God. I can't wait to give you the next Sexy one. accordion player. Pumpser. You're so bad at this. Polka. 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 Okay. <laughs> next. Pass. Okay. <laughs> Okay, you ready for yeah. this one from 1989? Yeah, this is more my speed. 1989. 80 sex. Yeah. You ready? Right. When women one just word. started trimming their pubic hair at the, at the most extreme boundaries. One single word <coughs> yeah. for this novel. Right. The title is Daddy. Oh, wow. What's Daddy about? Okay. Wow. They don't even have a breakdown for this book online. She is unlucky in love. She's a divorcee and she (laughs) goes on a riverboat to just shake off the bat. (laughs) All those years wasted. We all love to do that on riverboats. (laughs) With her mono. And, <laughs> and everyone knows about the soul and, and, revival <laughs> of a riverboat. And she's there. She is making her way, admiring the muddy banks of the Mississippi. <laughs> Get so so good for your healing. And everybody knows all the mosquitoes. <laughs> the Mississippi heat. Nothing heals she, me quicker than that Mississippi heat in the summer. And while she's making flirtatious small talk with a bartender, she accidentally, uh, she takes off her wedding ring. She realizes she's still wearing it. And God, now we're getting into the dialogue. It, it falls. <laughs> it goes down um, a sink. 
Okay. And she, for some weird reason, feels like she needs to retrieve it. And she follows the pipes all the way down to where she gets to where they shovel the <laughs> the coal <laughs> into the river boat. All the way down. How deep is this boat? There's like two levels. And there's, <laughs> and just no words are spoken when she walks into the coal chamber. <laughs> She's face to face with a sooty shirtless man holding a shovel mm-hmm. and they just have at it and it's only after they complete the act and the, he wipes the soot off his face that she realizes she's just had a fling with her own father jesus <laughs> daddy took a terrible turn it's also the close to old boy ever seen the movie old boy no thanks anything else you want to spoil japanese don't want to do crying game next no one should watch old boy okay one more Mm. do you want one from the older the better okay Mm -hmm. oh Oh, god these are all so good i'm torn between okay this one i feel like you could do something with okay this one's from uh 1994 Five. Actually, okay. no, 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 no. This one's going to be harder. I'm going to do this one. This one's from 1978. Perfect. And there, are, there is a law balance on the front. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Gotcha. And uh-huh. this one's called Now and Forever. Now and Forever. She... <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? Is Why a, is it always a woman? These are, these always have a female protagonist. Oh, okay, all right. Um, she is mm-hmm. a judge in okay, uh, <laughs> scrotum weighing competitions. <laughs> scrotum wing? weighing? Oh, so she they they blindfold her. Do she you hear my her stomach? Hands, that was, I thought that was mine. <laughs> She holds her hands out to the side. Oh, so she, she just she just wings it. <laughs> yeah, she does it from the gut. <laughs> and, she gut weighs and men, men put their scrotums in her outstretched hands while she's blindfolded, a la Lady Justice. I can't believe people pay for this content. <laughs> Girl, we can move on. We can move on. The thing is, is there's no description for me to even counterbalance. Are we done? No. Oh, it's like, what are you doing? Have I, I know I mentioned this to you, but I, I feel like this is a perfect segue. This, um, this Jillian Anderson book thing. Jillian Anderson, the, the, the fitness girl. No, that's, that's Jillian. That Jillian. What Jillian? I'm thinking the fitness chick from like biggest loser. That trainer that got in all that trouble. Uh, what did she do? Because she was calling people fat. I guess you can't say that. It's so weird that you can't say that anymore. I don't, I, I, the the rule, I I would have to say that the rules of um, fat phobia in this PC culture are the ones that I struggle with the most. I do too, because there's, it's so backed by science. It's not even funny. What is that fat people are fat? Well, the health aspect of it. Right. Very few people who are overweight are healthy. Mm. And uh, the uh, you know, a high percentage of them end up developing 
diseases that are consistent with that. So you think that it's okay to tisk tisk the overweight lovers among us? No. Because I don't understand like what like because you it's it's rude to call somebody fat, right? Like they just said that This um, conversation that we can't go being overweight isn't healthy is crazy. You, I think you can. I don't think if you were to it feels like that sort of thing like if you were to say something like that that you get in trouble. But I think saying just saying you're like using the word fat as well like fuck you fat ass. We used to say that in high school all the time. Right, but I don't Everybody think was I, don't, fine. I don't think you're supposed to say that anymore. And you cuz you can't you can't say well I was I wasn't using fat ass in a derogatory way. I was drawing attention to the fact that they should modify their eating behavior so that they have a better long-term health outcome. Like everybody knows that's not what you're doing. You're making well, fun I wouldn't of call them. somebody fat like that, but I'm saying like our <clears throat> But I, you're saying that the that the trainer on the biggest loser was like, "Hey, you're pretty fat. That's probably why you're on the show." You wanna, I don't know. She got in wanna, trouble. Want to look into losing a couple of pounds? I don't know what the context was, mm-hmm. but I know it was something about the way how hard of a trainer she was. And you know, if she had said it nicely, does, I mean, I think what we're dealing with is people's inability to be realistic with themselves. I think a lot of people have a hard time being real about what they are and who they are. And you have to deliver it in a special package. And I, I've always been someone in my life. My mother gave me tough love. My sister gives me tough love. My mm. dad gave me tough love. It's not for everybody, but for example, you know, there we had like emotional conversations and my my mother and father would always I would always feel safe going to them but they didn't coddle me during difficult times you know they didn't always bail me out they didn't mm-hmm. always what's an example of a time that they kind of hung you out to dry for your own good because I struggle with um... this what, what you know it, it's it's hard to know when you should let your kid take their lumps and when you need to swoop in and get I a got, little assistance i got caught stealing when i was 17 and oh yeah my kid can rot in jail if they do that my 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 dad i called my dad first because my dad was like the yeah you know mm-hmm. the non-disciplinarian and he came and he's like you know we got to call your mom and i was like shit what'd you steal i stole oh she's getting ready to justify it <laughs> no i can tell so by many your... clothes oh i see so when i say so I put them on and I looked like Ralph Ralphie's brother from Christmas story. Yeah. And my arms couldn't go down. I walked out of the store like that. So had you been a habitual thief to that point? Oh, I love stealing stuff Uh because I never did drugs. Right. So I love taking things. I love taking stuff from the corner store. I would steal candy. Yeah. I I think that's a, that's a a, a phase. It was a phase for sure. It was like a summer of stealing. Yeah. There's just something about kids are so powerless that when you start to realize you can break the rules and get away with it, mm-hmm. it's less about the stuff sometimes. Like I, yeah. I, I remember, I want to say like my sister, I don't think my sister was a thief, but had some friends where they would just have a closet at home that they would put the stuff in and then they throw something on like power. You want to touch? It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Mardi Gras is definitely more family friendly than people realize. Not the place for epileptics. Biggest shock of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It will probably would cause epilepsy. Causes you, families you, to If you unite. show up not an epileptic, you might become one. Or someone of... with ADD, because that bothers me too. But you can't. It, but yeah, I was in the middle of saying something and you literally just started looking at flashing lights. So. Yep. Proofs in the pudding. I think some kids just steal stuff and then just hide it like it's their treasure. 
like in their closet, they'll just throw a coat on top of all the stuff that they steal. It's less about having the thing and more about stealing the thing. Yeah. Right. I would hide my stuff. Right. Okay. So you got caught and then your dad was like, we've got to tell your mom. And then usually my dad would just let, you know, he'd be like, well, we could, we don't have to say everything that happened. Forget about it. He's like, don't worry about Jesse. Don't tell me I got to call your mother. <laughs> I love you, Jesse. <laughs> you're a good guy. I know you're a good guy. Right? Uh, a good guy? <laughs> I know you're a good guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Why does my dad sound like a messed like up a, Sylvester Stallone? Like a, Sounds like, like Sylvester Stallone on a heavy edible. Like a sentient meatball. <laughs> will not be at Coachella this year. The sentient meatballs. <laughs> Your mother doesn't understand. Right? <laughs> My dad doesn't sound anything like that. Hey, let's get some hoagies. <laughs> let's get some hoagies. <laughs> My eyes are watering. It's called crying. You're making fun of my dead father. Yeah. I'm going to square fuck at your, swear fuck at your kids again. Tough talk. <laughs> I don't know what you have in mind to do to my children, but I wish you luck. <laughs> you come into my basement You tell me you're going to square fuck my children. Is that what I said? I square fuck. It's all that M. Night. I'm going to shimalam them. It's all that M. Night and juxtapose talk that I really know. fucked me up. Yeah. <sighs> Are we... What? Oh, boy. What's the matter? I just was wondering if we can wrap this up. Oh, I still... Okay, but no, I want to tell you about this Jillian Anderson book. Oh, that's... Yeah, we went <coughs> on this whole... I got to see who Jillian Anderson is. I'm thinking of the chick from, from X-Files. Yeah, that's who it is. Oh, okay. Right. I find this really provocative. I keep talking about this. The third show I'm bringing it up on. Jillian Michaels is her name. Sorry. That's right. The the workout yeah. chick. Right. Who? Okay. I'll find it. Um, she is. She's on some Netflix show where she plays some like famous, real or imagined sex therapist person from like the 70s. So I guess she did research on sex therapists and sex therapy and stuff. And she realized that there isn't like. She she did a video where she asked women to send her their like deepest sexual fantasies that they've never talked to people about or they've told few people about. And she just wants to curate a book based on the variety of answers that she gets back. And I find that really, really interesting. I honest all joking aside, because I think the average woman <clears throat> could write a book about the well some guys are into this and some guys are a little into that there's a few guys that are into blah 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 and even though you've like never had a penis in your entire life i think you'd be in the ballpark because men are kind of easy to understand and because the culture is so dominated by men has been for so long our shit is like out there mm -hmm. in the culture men feel free to talk about it and you know, particularly in stand-up and stuff like that whereas okay Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you will definitely wrong. You will definitely agree. You're wrong. <clears throat> that a woman could write the average woman could write a more accurate book about what makes men tick sexually than the average man could write about women. Yes. Okay. Is it crazy to say the average woman might have a better chance of writing a book 
about what makes men tick sexually that all men could read and go, yeah, you're kind of right. Than a woman writing the same book about her fellow women. Do I think that woman could write a book better about what a man wants and what a woman wants? Yeah. Not herself, just like what men want in, say, America in 2023 and what women want. Maybe a straight woman, but a, probably a, a gay woman would be able to write the book both ways. No, I understand that. But a straight a straight woman. Would it shock you if, if she actually would, had a better idea of what men would no. write? It wouldn't shock me. That, isn't that shocking? That that's not shocking? No. It's just so crazy. Like I want to read Gillian Anderson's book because I'm like, I think we'd all love to get an unfiltered. T- I know everything. Even if I had, even if I was born completely asexual, and there are people who just kind of are. I just like I get what dudes are into. It's all over the place. I totally Is understand. Is it all over the place? I think so. You think it's all over the place for? I think it's all over the place for all people. Remember, really? remember those. Sh- still, remember that show, Real Sex. It's still mysterious. What mysterious? What makes the average woman tick? Because real sex was not really about real sex that real people were having. To me, it was exploring the more deviant subcultures. I don't know. I watched like two episodes, but that's how it seemed to me. <laughs> I saw. I saw previews other times. I thought. I think I had the idea. <laughs> I think women are a little bit more understanding when it comes to obviously expressing ourselves. So we're able to extrapolate on something like sex better than men. I don't think that it's shocking that a woman's able to do both in -hmm. general. Mm -hmm. I feel like you guys, your deviance is still in the dark even but, though we're... but i'm not i'm not talking <clears throat> excuse me i'm not talking about deviance i'm actually more interested in mainstream what actually makes the majority of people tick what would you say it is for men you think there's one co- like what would be the thing that men share in common the most in that department i mean i almost need you to narrow that down you know like what's probably <laughs> like I, I love the and i quoted this in a, in a different context recently but in um uh fuck why am i blanking on the name of the the mike judge office space mm. when the guy says to his neighbor the construction dude what would you do if you had a million dollars and he goes two chicks at the same time <laughs> like Two hot, like right at any given time, eight of the ten most popular chicks in porn are just like hot, thin blonde chicks. Right, two of those at the same time. That's pretty standard. It's pretty much as good as most guys can. Most people aren't super duper creative. Yeah, that's true. And then the ones that are, you're like, whoa. Right. Well, that's a whole other thing. Ones that are, you're like, rot row. Like, put it that way. If you put, um, if you gave a thousand mainstream just lottery winners just plucked them out of mainstream america and then gave them a blank check for a night in like the world's greatest brothel most of those guys are gonna pick the two prettiest are there still brothels not in america i mean i'm sure there are but it's not like a public place that people are rocking out at well nevada has them more openly than they did 20 years ago brothels brothels like the bunny ranch they actually have legal... Oh, that's right. The Bunny Ranch is yeah, legal. That's right. Right. It still feels mm-hmm. wrong. But even at that, I think that there's... Maybe maybe not a literal like 
best little whorehouse in Texas kind of brothel. Great name. Thank you. That'd be a great name for a whorehouse. It's also an, a, a movie it starring is? Dolly Parton. <gasps> best little whorehouse in Texas. It was based on a musical, stage musical. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing her talk about this. Right. Talk right. about a prolific career. But I think that there are... Um, Sorry to group you into this, Dolly. I'm sure you're listening. Put it this way. If you were, um, you know, the whales that they look for at um, casinos. No. With the fat people? Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. You guys are perfectly healthy. Um, the, the, the people that they want to, the people who really keep the lights on in the casino are those handful of weird little like Asian dudes sitting at the one private table that are playing $300,000 hands. Those guys keep the lights on. Those are the whales. And so oh. for a casino, you want to attract those. Cause one of those guys will make you more a night than 10,000 people playing, you know, $20 hands of blackjack. So they'll do anything to make these guys happy. You want tickets to the show. You got tickets to the show. You want a free suite. You want to, you got a suite. You want to go to our best steakhouse. We'll get you a table. Just tell me what time it is. What time you want to eat. I think at a certain level, somebody's going to pull out an iPad and go, you want some girls to come by? Just scan through here and tell me, because they have relationships with like the, the high level escort services. Right, like the Heidi Fleiss's. Exactly. So that's not like a literal brothel, but it is. It's, bro- it's like Uber and brothel. It's it, like if Uber and brothel were to coincide. It's a brothel that delivers. Right. Yeah. And I think the vast majority of red-blooded American men, you go, just, what do you want? It's, it's, it's all you tonight. They just pick the two prettiest girls. You go, yeah, bring them by. And then what they're so basic. And then what do they want to do? They want to have sex with them. It's so basic. They want two girls to give them a blowjob at the same time. Like, that's what they want. It's just so basic. Men are the basic bitches of... Yeah, of sex, for sure. Yeah. In general. So I feel so weird asking you this when I don't know how well people can hear through the walls here. Like, what would you think is the most mainstream, that equivalent of women? What's Jillian Anderson? That's what I want to know. What's going to be? What's load be the in? dishwasher properly. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, I would probably say something rougher. You think? Yep. Is the... Yep. Number the one. Housewife wants it rough. Two, one. <laughs> okay, for real. Three, two, <laughs> one. Ah! <laughs> Make that a clip. You have Mardi Gras socks on. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.